0: Hey everyone! Thanks for checking out another episode of the Randy Forcer podcast. This week, I'm joined by James Moran. James is the owner of Destination Fitness Maine in Lower Village, Kennebunk. He's a personal trainer, but more importantly, he's like family to me. He's my brother's best friend growing up. I've known him since he was a little kid. Our families are very close. So to have him on the podcast to talk about his successes as a business owner, what he's accomplished, type of people that he's training was very cool. I think you'll really enjoy the conversation that we had. So. If you could also do me a favor, like the podcast on Facebook, if you could subscribe on Spotify and Apple and YouTube, that would be awesome as well. Really trying to grow the reach of the podcast. So every little bit helps. So thanks. I hope you enjoy this episode.
1: James, how you doing, pal? I'm well. How you doing, Randy? Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it.
0: I know you're a busy guy.
1: Yeah, now I'm proceeding here, a lot of uh, talent. I got your brother, I had the great Chris Bedard. <laughs> now, finally, I get on, huh? I'm the lucky one.
0: You, you join a long list of very important people, so I'm <laughs> glad to have you.
1: Yeah, it's great. No, I <laughs> thanks. Appreciate it. So you
0: are the owner of Destination Fitness in, in Kennebunkport, or Lower Village, I should say. How
1: long have you owned that business? And tell me a little bit about it. So I started Destination Fitness... Just about the beginning of the pandemic. So I was still at my previous employer, but Fitness. I was there for about 11 years. and then at the beginning of the pandemic, when everything got shut down, I was like, all right, what am I going to do here with my career? You know, obviously it was kind of the unknown at the time. And I was like, I'm not willing to risk or lose my whole career for something like this. So with some of the owners, you know, talking, it was just best that I separated from them, them and going on my own. And so I created Destination Fitness with some thoughts and and people's input. And then I created my logo with one of my clients. Their nephew was into logo design and marketing in Chicago. So we created that. And then I started doing Zoom was my main thing throughout those two years. But also I built my client's home gyms and started going to homes one-on-one. So that was well, for like about the... two, two and a half years until I started this facility in April.
0: Okay, so I'll get back to the facility in a second, yeah. but just so I understand, the pandemic is what pushed this. You weren't doing this before COVID happened. Like you were happy where you were before, you had a good client base, good facilities, all that sort of
1: stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, question great. I had a great client base and I, I still went to some homes on the side, yeah. But the pandemic created a lot of, you know, at least 50% of my clientele were obviously older population and weren't willing to come in right away or, yeah. and at the time, you know, I, I was a commissioned trainer, actually most of my years there, I didn't have a base salary. So it's either, you know, total loss or I was gaining. Yeah. And that's when my son was about to be born here in that middle of March at the time. And is I have to make a move here. I can't just sit still waiting for this to open back up. they will find out when are we going to reopen and how I'm going to get all my clientele back in time. So when I made that move, majority of my clientele came with me either on zoom or I went to their homes just one-on-one since most of the time it felt safer for them just being with me. So
0: being able to zoom is pretty huge. And it looks like that's still a part of your business to some degree. Yeah,
1: it's a lot less now since I have the facility, you know, 90% of my clientele is in person, but I still have some Zoom currently right now. But as some people leave here for winter homes, you know, Mm -hmm. I Zoom from, I believe, seven states now. I have Boston, Charlottesville, Virginia, Park City, Utah, Tennessee, Florida, L.A., San Fran. And then Texas as well it gives me that availability. When people leave, I don't lose my clientele, they stick with me year round in that aspect. So it's great. And then you can continue to keep them on track with their programming.
0: So so in a sense, that's not nothing about the pandemic was good, but like it forced you to find an online option that has benefited your business beyond things I, that to normal, which is cool.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if if the pandemic didn't happen. I don't think this was created because I'm more of a complacent guy. I, I, I don't take a lot of risk. <laughs> yeah. I'm just comfortable and I stay stagnant. So yeah. this actually, again, pandemic's not a great thing, but for me, it was a blessing because I wouldn't have taken those risks and steps. And now, you know, I can, I risk a lot more cause I know. in the experience I've had through this. Yeah. So it's built yeah. my business, my confidence, and my career a lot more in that aspect.
0: So why don't we talk about the specific things that you offer? So it's personal training is pretty broad, at least in my mind. Like, is it very specific type of personal training? Are there other things that go along with the personal training? What's that all entail?
1: So yeah, the personal training. So obviously everybody strength trains with me, but on the off days, I put together some of their programs. So whether it's another workout they do on their own, or it's a running workout, cardio, and then also a lot of nutrition, a lot of nutrition, because that's a big thing. I, I harp on with all my clients and just in general movement so we, we put it uh, in general we put together a weekly plan monthly plan on what they're going to do on the offset of being with me two to three or four times a week whatever it is so could someone go to you just for
0: the nutrition piece or it just wouldn't make sense if they weren't doing some type of the well, typically
1: because uh, i'm not a licensed technically Nutritionist, I have a minor nutrition and concentration when I graduated, but I'm not going to be covered by an insurance company or anything like that. So typically, no, I don't just take on and write extreme plans for nutrition. But when you are training with me, then I will guide you, write some stuff up, that type of thing.
0: Yeah. So it supplements the training stuff, but the main piece is the training.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Tell me about the space that you're in right now. Where is that located? What's it like?
1: So I'm in lower business right down the road from right into the center of town. I got a great location. You
0: can get in, in
1: Bunk. I'm on the Bunk side and it's, it, this location is like, it just happened all very fast. Actually, I was on a plane coming back from Florida and my clients who own this property had texted me. I looked at the text saying, Hey, we have the studio available. We want you in it. And I, it was just something where I'm staring at the text and I knew this was the move because yeah. over the past few years, I was trying to look through property around town, Kennebunk, Port and arundel and with the cost of everything, still with the pandemic here, it financially just didn't make sense or it was almost too much of a risk for me. But yeah. this, this message was like, this is it, this is, yeah. I have to do this and I've ample parking. It's right out of the way of the traffic, but you can still walk into town, yep. and it, it's been a, a great thing for me. I love the location. I love my space. It's about a 1,000-square-foot studio. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's just private training. That's all I yep. have. It's not a membership-based gym.
0: So it's all, you're always going to be one-on-one, or maybe just a handful of yes, people. Yes, so I,
1: I do one-on-one to- partner training, and I do some small groups, three or four people max, because of my space to keep it not clustered and and everybody going smoothly in it on a class, but yeah, for personally, Yeah, it makes
0: sense. You're not a gym, right? I mean, yeah, it's like, exa- you yeah. know, no one would really be in there on their own without you anyway. So it makes sense to just have one-on-one or groups of people that know each other that are kind of doing Absolutely. all the same stuff, you know? So that's cool. What what, what were the, some of the challenges that you had when you opened up your business? Was there certain things, obviously just a pandemic aside, but were there certain things that you learned through the whole process that, that were tough to overcome?
1: Just the business aspect of it. I mean, I was never really a business oriented guy. I just made my schedule trained and I worked under someone all the time. Mm-hmm. So now it was me, you know, got a lot of uh, advice from a lot of our friends, family members, other, most of my clients who all own their big businesses or, or CEOs really? of companies and, you know was very nervous at the time because I didn't know what to expect. You know, I had to set up an LLC, you know, all this stuff was foreign to me. I knew some about it, but I didn't really understand it and, you know, getting insurance, setting up, I designed the gym, ordering the equipment, just, you know, to that, but it it went relatively smoothly Mm -hmm. and I really, you know, as it started and the gym was in progress, it's just, it's become so easy, you know? It's just the daily thing now, you know, I have an accountant, you know, QuickBooks, just all the that gym, stuff. all your yeah, scheduling is, is, is pretty much done the same every week now. So. Yeah.
0: Now do you have, would you have any advice for anyone that's thinking about starting in your business, doing the same type of thing as, as you, any, any thoughts on that?
1: My thoughts is don't be scared. Mm-hmm. Don't go be complacent. I would, I would go after it. If they have a passion for it, Mm -hmm. and had a dream for it, there's nothing that, in my opinion, that's going to be bad coming out of it. Yeah, it might not be a total success maybe for them, but they've learned from it. Now they know what not to do in these actions. it's still every week. There's stuff that, you know, I learned from, but what not to do and what I should have done. And I think that comes with any business, but um, in my career, this is the best move that could have happened to me. For sure. By working. I don't think I'll ever go work for for someone again at this point, knowing. It's tough to work for someone once you. The flexibility I have, the control I have, since obviously I'm a control freak in that aspect. (laughs) And super anal. And I I just, I love it. I don't have to answer to anybody. And if something bad happens or there's a failure or something, it comes on me. I don't have to blame anybody else. It's all on me. And I have to learn. Not everyone
0: can work that way. You know, so it's right. kind of cool to hear that you like that part of
1: yeah, I, that's the challenge. Situation. That's yeah. the challenge. It's hundred percent you, there's nobody else. Mm-hmm. And so you're either doing it and you're going to be successful or it's a fail. Yeah. And, and that's the challenge, I guess we all take as business owners independently. So
0: it's interesting to hear how many people answer that same question the same way, right? Like a lot of times it's like, what's the advice you have for starting this business or jumping into this business. And a lot of times the advice is just do it, you know, right. you'll, you'll learn as you go, you'll make changes, improve things and you know, hopefully be successful from there. But I think that that's always good advice for people to hear. If you're thinking about doing it, if you have a passion for doing it, just. Right. Just take the plunge, make it happen. Give yeah. it a shot.
1: And yeah. it was a risk for everybody. Every successful person's had their failures <laughs> and has taken a big risk with it too. Right. So mm-hmm. again, it was during a pandemic time where, you know, my fallback could have been back at the gym. Right. Yep. And I could have been back there, but I took this risk through that. And it's been a very huge success. It's been good.
0: So Now are you looking to grow at all in terms of adding additional staff or are you, are you still looking to take on new clients or are you kind of maxed out on that? So that yeah, runner,
1: currently I am maxed out. I don't have any more room in my schedule. I have a wait list of clients currently right now that I'll reach out to when there's availability, but yeah. I'm looking to expand actually within this building. There's another part right behind me here in the gym. It's around 300 square feet that I will eventually probably will be a winter project for me that I'll expand yeah. the gym to do another segment for more group classes. And then as far as right now, taking on an employee or something, probably not right now, currently, maybe down the road, I've looked at other facilities, locations and and properties here around the same location, since (laughs) I love this location to potentially do a membership gym, but that that's kind of fallen off the track of Yeah,
0: I mean, I guess you could always leave your leave that open, that idea open. It, it, so it's that.
1: always in the back of my mind. It's something, mm-hmm. if the right opportunity comes along, then I'll take that opportunity. But for right now, keeping my schedule full, um, mm-hmm. in potential expansion for this gym itself. My,
0: my thought first went to the idea of you adding another one of you, you know, not necessarily making it like a membership gym where people just kind of stop in, but more like another trainer that have their own set of clients or help with your clients. If you were unavailable, um, Once, you probably need
1: more space for that. If I do the expansion, then that will be an absolute consideration. But mm-hmm. for right now, because of the space in here, it's just one yeah. r- open room with my equipment. I, a lot of my clients just like the one-on-one space and that's what they're paying for yeah. it's that privacy. So yeah. a lot of them probably would not be a fan of having someone else come into yeah. the space and train. So that's why I'm holding off on that. But if I can get a separate room and area and training space, then yes, that'll be a consideration.
0: What are your hours? Do you work? Like, you oh, work I
1: start at 5 AM every morning. So I get here, I start, I have a client at 5 AM. I start wow. every morning. Yeah. So when I go, and week? Been, then depending on the season and, and day it, it's a, it goes from three to five, you know, yeah. ending every day around. Yeah. So,
0: but are you only open during the week time, or do you open on the weekends? No, well? I,
1: I do I, I train on Saturdays as well. So I have three to four to five clients every Saturday morning. I usually do. Animal. Yep. So most no Sundays though, especially because it's football season. So let's go. How about those Packers? Oh terrible, Brocious. <laughs> I know. I just finally got over it. <laughs> Did you? you don't look <laughs> like you don't look like you're over it. You're right, I'm not.
0: (laughs) I'm looking much better, though.
1: I'm trying to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What would you say your keys to success are? Like, what's the thing about yourself that you think has helped get you where you are? Is it just the quality of service?
1: It's the keys to success, I would say, is obviously no one's perfect, but it's the motivation factor, it's my drive. So I, I surround myself literally with. Hour by hours, many successful people, they've all been there, done it. Whether it's a CEO, business owner, sports owner, actress, actor, political person. They've all been very successful in their own rights. And so that's what drives me. Cause you hear their stories and I'm a believer, the people you surround yourself around, you will become, And yep. and back then, obviously when I was younger, you know, I didn't pay attention to that stuff. And I should have probably networked better back then, especially yeah. when I was in school, but I think my biggest thing to my success is the drive, you know, I mm-hmm. see them, see how successful all my clients have been in the way they live and what they do and who they are and who they meet. And that's what mm-hmm. drives me a lot in my business. Yeah. That You've simple. always managed to train some pretty highly successful people, whether it was doctors, surgeons. Yeah.
0: Actors. I mean, yeah. And when, that's I the guess, area,
1: you know, Kenny Bunk, Kenny McCord, obviously. And it's, you know, more, you know, wealthier, you know, area, successful area. And a lot of people. But, you, but know, you've
0: been I, able to connect I, to those people, obviously, through word of mouth, right? I mean, yeah, you've well, got that a nice job for people though, that, that your name is spread to the point that you are working with some of those upper end people. It doesn't happen by chance. I don't think that all of your clients are in that same bucket.
1: You know, fortunately for me, when I started at Quest, because actually I was going to. When I started at quest, I had just moved back from Dallas, actually from SMU. And I was going to go for a master's and doctorate at Springfield college for strength conditioning. Mm -hmm. And so in the meantime, it was until the following fall, I moved back from Dallas. And so I started working at quest for the meantime, just for those 10 months. And I built up a very unique clientele for me. And that's why I never went back. I just, I was like, why go more in student loan debt? but if I'm gonna do the same thing here. So I stayed at Quest and I built, again, a very unique clientele, and I've been very fortunate. And through that, it's just been all word of mouth. Luckily for me, I haven't really had to put a ton in the marketing in that aspect of my business. So again, I've been very lucky and fortunate.
0: So why don't we talk about some of those people that you do train? Sounds like there's a a long list of people that are very successful on their career, few celebrities you said you trained?
1: Yeah. Again, Kenny Vaughn, Kenny so very sought after area. You know, a lot of people that go under the radar here that live here through the summer or vacation Mm -hmm. here or have a home here that a lot of people don't know about. So, you know, I've trained likes of, you know, through clients and family members. You know, Mm -hmm. Allie Lauder was an actress. I've trained a lot. She's here every summer because of family and I trained a lot of her family. You know Terry Hatcher, I've trained yeah. before several times. Obviously, the former president, forty-one, was a yeah. client of mine for a few years, and all of those family members, and and currently right now, forty-three, President Bush, I train, and some of their family members still,
0: um, which is pretty amazing, right? <laughs> like to think, like you
1: yeah, would thought, even he was a, a newer client because. When I was on Walker's point, I was always going there. I didn't have this facility. I would train a lot of the cousins and family members. And then I got to train 41 because of one of my mentors, Heath Pierce, who was a long, long time trainer of, of Barbara and the president. And he got a very big position at UNE and he's still there now, but um, I took over for him a lot, helping out and that's it's how a great I connection with him and. And then 43, and his staff had reached out to me this past year, and that's mm-hmm. when I began training him. But he comes here, though. Gave him an ultimatum. I said, I can't drive anymore. can't do it. I'm off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, what's it like training those people, right? Is there an intimidation factor at first, and then eventually it's normal? Or, you know, is there? Is it always a little bit like, okay, I'm training the former president of the United States, you know, in my
1: own space. Like, isn't that wild? The very first time I met him, yes. There is that that factor of, yeah, it's intimidating, nervous. Typically I'm very good at being able to tell right away their personality, what jokes mm-hmm. I can say, how I can handle them. And, and yeah. when, when you have a political figure, you know, you get, you get warned, you know, yeah. before I had a lot of his staff, chief of staff, doctor, PT, physical therapist, trainers calling me saying, Harry, this is what you talk about, this is what you can't ask, this, you know, they go over everything. I mean, yeah. I, I think that week before I started training, it was like 10 hours of phone calls, just yeah. talking about what he likes, what you can't do with him, what you can, you know, everything like that. And so when I first, he was at, it was at Walker's Point, I went there, went to the gym, and honestly, he's an extremely down to earth guy. Yeah, extremely he looks like, it. he comes across that way for sure. Just, he walks in it's let, let's go yeah. We see a game we talk you know sports whatever we talk about and it's just an everyday thing the more intimidating that is when the secret service all shows up you know i got both the vehicles and i have three other vehicles surrounding my building every time he comes right so one comes already an hour early checking out the building make sure no one's around you know and then every single time every single time yeah it doesn't fail so Again, obviously, within good reason for him, right? But he, again, very down to earth guy. Very, it's an honor to to really be part of his staff now. So, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, hopefully he comes back. I did not realize that
0: they spent as much time in Kennebunkport Fort still. Yeah, just assume that when 41 passed away, you know, Walker's point might be a, a destination for some of the family throughout the course of the summer, a week here, week there, but I didn't realize that people still, still spent such an extended period of time over
1: there. Yeah. I mean, literally every sibling now has a house on the point now President He spends from mid-May to just right now here and then wow. he I had no idea. So yeah, he, he spends a lot of time here now. They love Maine. Again, now all the siblings, a couple of them went back, but some stay here until thanksgiving you know there there's that point's always besides obviously winter months yeah it's pretty much occupied all the time
0: yeah man that's a great property how is it in there? pretty cool spot
1: oh yeah. A, yeah it's, it's beautiful huge, view i mean you get the view from the street but when you actually go onto the property and see everything there is there's a lot of spots you don't see either so definitely there again, within obviously reason for that but yeah yeah. So
0: no, it's we crazy. took, we took the boat out there last summer. We actually hadn't done it this summer yet, down past Walker's point and kind of got the view from the ocean. It's a beautiful piece of land. One, it is one of the,
1: very unique. one of
0: the, one of those places in Maine that, you know, people, when they're here, they go check it out.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Well, that's great, man. I'm proud of you for, for being able to, you know, build your business to the point that you're training people like that. I and mean, the sky's the limit, really. If, if you can train, you know, actors, actresses, surgeons, former presidents, you know who can't you train so
1: oh yeah it's again very fortunate and lucky meet you know right time right place some aspects so again just as long as i have member retention that's the biggest thing in my business yeah. i don't hurt <laughs> well, them or off so
0: <laughs> the fact that your schedules booked says a lot right like the, anytime someone has a business like yours and they don't they don't have any openings and there's a wait list to get to get on you know that's a sign that you're doing something right Yeah. do you have any health tips that you generally share with people? Just like general tips?
1: Yeah. I mean, it it sounds like maybe so cliche or so like, all right, yeah, we know that. I mean, it's the fact of it's just the consistency Mm -hmm. in the the general movement. You know, it, sometimes it really baffles me. A lot of people out there in general public, right. They work out that hour every day, then they go home and that's it. Right. It's done. Well, I worked out today. I should be losing weight, but the rest of the tw- 23 hours out of the day, they're sitting on their rear end. Right. And not moving. People think there's just this magic pill, right? This weight loss pill, this supplement, uh-huh. it's not going to work. End of story. It's literally consistency. Uh-huh. It does not Move take your body. Do it a lot. Can stay consistent and relatively eat a healthier diet. You will achieve goals. Now there's always those small percentages of circumstances when it comes to genetic hormone, you know, just all this. And I won't get into that, but in general, you stay consistent. You will get results. End of story. And that's what you do. You help people stay
0: consistent on the movement side of
1: things. I mean, accountable. I mean, I've had most, of a lot of my clients move me eight, nine, 10 years, 11 years. Right. So they know how to do a push push-up Right. Mm-hmm. Do they absolutely need me there three times a week for a push up? Probably not. But it's the accountability. They know yeah. if I'm not there scheduled saying, where the hell are you in a text? They're not coming in or they're not working out. So it's the accountability aspect of me, you know, definitely. And the
0: drive is such a big thing for people. Yeah. I see it in my life personally, when it comes to fitness, right? Like the times I've been most successful were in being healthy, losing weight and all that stuff is when I had someone that I had to be accountable to being accountable to yourself is hard for people, you It's, know, muddy,
1: so it's... it's even, that goes with me. I can <laughs> fall off the wagon just as much. When you're fatigued, tired, not getting enough sleep, kids at home, you know, daily stresses, everything. You can fall off the wagon very quickly. I, mean, I saw you that
0: night at the fantasy draft with the barbecue. I mean, it's easy to fall off the wagon when you're eating nope, it's not
1: easy, it's very easy. And I did smoke, I had my smoker going this weekend, too. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Great, football season. That's right. Now, one of the things I
0: saw on the website with the rates i don't know if this stuff's accurate but i actually don't think it's that expensive to hire you like 60 bucks for a 60 minute session is very reasonable
1: so with the rates, I, I went very back and forth on this so actually i'm pretty below average compared to my pretty much my two other competitors in town i, I i'm not i guess i do it for a reason the aspect is i don't overcharge number one because okay. i don't want to take advantage of someone It doesn't matter who they are or how much they have. Mm -hmm. And it keeps my schedule filled in an aspect of don't have to worry about, all right, this person leaves. How do I fill this spot in? And then value aspect, you know, do do I think a trainer sometimes is really worth a hundred dollars an hour? Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, again, it's a value aspect of the areas we're in, you know, I'm not going to charge Boston prices in you know, 125 an hour. Is that what it is? Milkman, yeah. You know what I mean? So again, some places around here, I like that. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't see the value and aspect of pricing points. So I priced it in the aspect of what I, I used to train and price at versus yeah. what I have now. So,
0: well, Hey, I think that that's not a bad approach. Obviously you're getting, getting super busy or have been super busy. So at some point, yeah, you know, you, this is not like it has to be like this for the next 20 years. Yeah. You know, at some point you, you know, if the market dictates it a little bit more and there's some room to go then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, to, and
1: right. everything, right. Everything always eventually goes up and those are business decisions. I'm going to have to make as cost goes up, you know, mm-hmm. so, but I'll get so there. On,
0: I'll be sure to share this info when I post the pod. I think it's super helpful. So I definitely want to spread the word. I mean, obviously there's weightless too, so it's not, there's only so much people can do, but I'd love to get the name destination fitness out there for people. So, Absolutely. you know, all right, well then why don't we just call it good with that? How is the best way to contact you?
1: So the best way I, besides my cell phone, which my cell phone's on the website, if you go to destinationfitnessmain.com, there's a contact page for the contact trainer. You can message me directly in there and it'll go right to my email and then I'll respond back. So that's easy. Awesome, dude.
0: Appreciate you taking the time, man. Friday, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. And uh, thanks Thank for coming you very on.
1: Much. Thanks for having me on. Been waiting, so it's been good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we talked about it earlier, so I'm we glad did. we finally made it happen. <laughs> so, all
1: right, brother. We'll be in touch. All right. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate all right. it.